Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and two amazingly special guests. That's right, I said two, not one, all the way up from South Florida by way of Chi-Town. Let's go. You hear me pimp out their coaching program (laughs) all the time. It's growth-only coaching. This time, not only do I have Justin Lopatin, but I have his partner in crime, Amir Syed. Let's go. Amir and Justin, welcome to T-Lop. Let's go, T-Lop Nation. Let's get it, baby. Hey, how'd I do with your last name? Just nailed it. Oh, man. I nailed practiced it. that, y'all, <laughs> off camera for like at least three or four minutes. Yeah. Uh, Amir, very easy, right? Let's when you, go. We put four letters in the first name, you put four in the last name. I cannot screw it up. Cannot. But it's funny. We had earlier Credit Christie stop by. Right. So Credit Christie's <laughs> coaching with you guys, right? Yes. So credit Christy for our T-Lop fans. Like she's been on the show a couple times now and she hops on our calls. But like I point blank said, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce your last name. That's why I call you credit Christy or I use her maiden name service. But it's a cool story. Amir, what is her last name? Her last name is Noruzi. Noruzi. And what ethnicity is Noruzi? She is her uh, Iranian Persian and Noruz means new year. And the Persian New Year is March 21st, which is the first day of spring. So when we were coming up here, I told Justin, I'm, like, I'm telling you, she's Persian. He said, no, she's Polish. It's Noruski. <laughs> Nowitzki, Noruski. <laughs> you call her Nowitzki. I called her Nowitzki as if she did marry Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> but no, she married She married a Iranian, Iranian-American. Right, right. And you did the coolest thing because she's a client of y'all's, but y'all mm-hmm. never met in person yet. Right. No, for so, sure. So she came by the studio because she lives right down the road. And we're friends, so she literally texted me while I was at lunch. She's like, hey, do you mind if I come by if Justin and Amir are going to be there? I'm like, no, come on by. But you hopped on the phone with her father-in-law, which I yeah. thought was really cool. Yeah, very nice man. He's um, We're both from the same town in Iran. That's where I was born, which is the capital. And so, you know, he's just an amazing man. Like, right there, she put him on speaker. And so... Um, and you dropped a little Farsi. I liked that, too. Farsi, yeah. I told him, I was like, hey, we can't speak Farsi the whole time. We don't want to freak out the, you know... The white folk. The white folk. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't, you, got, you got the two pasty pails with me and Justin over here. All of a sudden, we're giving you the stink eye because we're just convinced. By the way, all of us, all of us American born Caucasians who only speak English, whenever we hear someone speaking a different language, we just assume because we're self centered like that and we're narcissists like that that you're talking bad about us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You yeah. all were like, knowing talking. him, he might have said something bad about me, though. Yeah. <laughs> I did in about 20 seconds. I'm yeah. like, this little short guy over here is giving me hard. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm super stoked to have you all on the, on the show. It's going to be super fun because it's three of us and we hardly ever do three. This is the third time we've done a three person show. Nice. I had my two partners on once where we actually told the story about how we went from three dudes that were barely surviving the the aftermath of the credit market crash of 2008 and how we came together one processor one assistant and built out our 11 branch billion dollar uh region without ever using a recruiter without ever using advertising it was a really cool show because for the first time i could feature them and then i did one with a buddy of mine grant simon where I think we were bringing on one of his friends. She had a book that she was promoting. Her name's Cynthia DeLuca. It was a cool show, but it's rare for us to do this. So I'm excited because collectively, I think you said 20 years in the business. 20 years, yeah. Justin, you are? 17. And I'm 19. So if you're quick at math, that's how many total years? About 56. 56 years of experience sitting here. And, you know, my career earnings probably total up one of your good months, Amir. Oh, don't say that. (laughs) But nonetheless, we have over... $2 billion 
of career originating mm -hmm. sitting at one table. Yeah, minimum. Yes. And road. we can just go ahead and spill the tea. We should tea. have an arm wrestling contest to see who the champ is. Um, I don't want to be embarrassed <laughs> on camera. Um, I don't do any of those strength competitions, but I, I will see who can get on the road and run the longest without stopping. Yeah, I'm out. I'm yeah. definitely out. <laughs> it's about I out. just had lunch. Yeah, that was kind of like my 18-year-old wanted me to um, flex in front of the mirror with him right. to see whose biceps were bigger. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't do that. Yeah. No. Like, there was a time when he was like 12 or 13. Sure, I would love to have that competition. <laughs> but no, so then I had to like go ahead and challenge him. I said, well, let's go ahead and get in the lake and see who can swim the longest without either drowning or stopping. There we go. Or if you're really feeling froggy, homie, let's wrestle. There we go. <laughs> let's wrestle. He chose no to neither. I chose not to uh, flex off with him, yeah. and it's all good. But, you know, it's interesting. We were getting prepped. JC was setting up the cameras and the, and the lights, which he says thank you, by the way, because now he doesn't have to be in front of the camera or go. on the mic. Our fans, I don't know. He's one of their favorites, so yeah. we're going to have to really impress today. But um, we were like, hey, what are we going to talk about? And you're like, I don't know. And Namir's like, I don't know. And JC's like, whatever y'all have been doing, just keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. But what we were doing is I was asking a lot of questions about your company, yeah. growth only, and your team. And what was the catalyst behind growth only? What are some of the lessons you've learned in the past? Is it three years now that you've had uh, growth only? About two years. About two years. About mm -hmm. two years, yeah. So you're two years into it. You have how many coaching students currently? About, about 250. Wow, 250 coaching students in just two years. Mm -hmm. Two years, yeah. Um, so I, I want to start with, you know when you can take this, this question, what was the catalyst beside, behind starting your own coaching company? Because you're both $100 million producers. Yeah. And by the way, Justin, do you still produce? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, so you still produce. You're yeah. hardcore. I'm cranking it back up. You're cranking, cranking it back, it back up. up. Yeah. Did, did you take last year off? I didn't take it off, but we were building something and I and I was able to scale myself out of direct client consultation. And, and, and you know, we've been one of the beauties of this business is everything doesn't need to flow through you. And so as a byproduct of being committed to building, I was able to subsequently focus on my scaling and training and making sure that our process was still smooth without me having to be at every touch point. You know, but to answer your question, I'll start, I'll tee it up to yeah, you. Yeah. In Chicago, when things went remote, I mean, it went remote hard and fast. And at the time, production was so busy, it was awesome. I got two young kids. I was at home. I was writing deals in my flip-flops, like hanging <laughs> with my little kids, you know, and I mean, it was amazing until it wasn't. And what I mean by that is it got so busy, work and life just got into a blend. And I started to lose my my rhythm of like, just, just the separation of life and specifically, you know, I missed driving to the office. I missed going to the gym. I missed coming in, shaking up with everybody, having, co you know, having coffee, a little chit chat, you know, in the kitchen, seeing what was going on, the camaraderie, because it started to get mundane, which sounds kind of, kind of just, I don't know, odd to say, but I just felt like, man, everyone's isolated right now. And I started putting feelers out there. If I'm like, I'm doing a hundred million a year, I'm feeling like I'm missing something. I'm feeling a little bit of complacency. I'm feeling a little bit of like, Am I drifting? Like I just, I needed more energy. And I had always been in coaching. I'm a product of the coaching product, which is why I believe in it. So fast forward, I had some conversations and I talked to some other big, big producers in my company and a few of them were doing different coaching programs and I kind of surveyed them and I, I tried one out for a few months. I mean, it was okay. And what I realized, I'm like, there is a void. There is a void for a community, a vibrant community of active practitioners of people that are sharing modern systems and processes, not reinventing the wheel, but but enhancing it, looking three to five years, where's the consumer gonna be? 
you know, how can we learn from each other? Our brains are like antennas. How do we get ideas? What are different people doing in different markets? I had none of that, you know, and we had our Zooms and we had our team and we had everything going on, but you still want to have this out. You know, we were all kind of tunnel vision, banging out 30, 40, 50 refis a month. I mean, it was crazy. So I, I, I did my research. I, I thought about, it. I'm like, if I need this, I know damn sure anyone from 5 million to, you know, and, and on, they need this, right? And so I had a couple calls. I did some research. Fast forward after about 60 days, I came to him one day around the golf course. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is an opportunity for us to build something that doesn't exist. And we had both, you know, 15, 17, 20 years in the business. We've reached a stage where, you know, sometimes you need to spice it up. Mm -hmm. There's different ways to provide value and impact. And it doesn't just have to be locking an interest rate for a home buyer. Right. So I had a conversation with him and I'll kind of, you know, tee it up to you. But but that conversation spawned out into what it is today. 24 months later, you know, a lot about something you said there is that you were feeling a certain way and you didn't feel like, oh, well, if I'm feeling that way, I must be unique. I must be special. You're like, no, I'm probably ordinary. There's probably many others who feel this way. Mm -hmm. Let me go solve for it. And I feel in general, business owners and salespeople where we get in our own way is thinking that we are unique. Right. Right. We think, oh, we're unique. We're special. Like, so let's start with no, you're not. And then if you can approach the rest of your day as, okay, if I'm ordinary and I feel this way, then who else feels this way? And then you go solve for yeah. making that feel different by different, I mean better. And now all of a sudden you probably have a foundation for your unique selling proposition to whoever your audience is just by you yourself learning how to sell sell to you, right. understanding that you're not as unique as maybe we all think we are. Yeah. So yeah. You, you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's one of my biggest epiphanies in my life and a turning point in my career was I grew up wanting to be extraordinary and I didn't start getting good at anything until I realized I was just extra ordinary. Yeah. And those are two separate meanings to me and me being extra ordinary allowed me then to understand the masses better, therefore serve the masses better. Yeah. So really cool. Like yeah, that's, that and, is and really cool you know, that Amir, you were solving for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought about this. I'm like, this guy taught me the business. Literally. And he's coached me. He's mentored me. You know, he went from my mentor to my coach. You know, he was like kind of my boss. Now we're best friends. I passed him, of course. But, <laughs> but you know, listen, you know, the best when teacher. When did that happen, Amir? He, uh, Justin passed me off. Uh, it was like 2016-ish. Okay. 2016. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. been a while. All right, yeah, cool. I mean, he was leading it. I mean, yes. I was putting 100% of it into production. He was putting 70. He was a yes. producing branch manager, right? Okay. So I'll give him that. But I'm like, dude, this is this is your time, man. This is our time. I'm like, there's we built a billion-dollar branch with 8 to 10 loan officers through his, his coaching and direction, through our collective camaraderie, I'm like, look what we did, you know? And, I'm, and then, we, you know, we had that conversation and that's kind of how it, had, that's kind of, that was the catalyst. Did it take much convincing on that golf course for you to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and start our own coaching company. No, uh, surprisingly. Um, and, and Justin, I, I'm, I, I'm grateful for you, man, you know, because I would never be able to be in this situation if it wasn't for you um, just, you know, convincing me. And, um, you know, it's a perfect segue because it's what we're about. Like when you look at the growth only logo, you know, it's two bars that go up and my favorite, just like, like verse or just a quote that I always lean on because it epitomizes my entire life as an immigrant, not speaking English, getting picked on a lot when I was growing up, not growing up, you know, really just well off. Like mom couldn't get a job at McDonald's. Like dad was making $4 an hour. Like, moved a bunch of times before I was 12, is that, you know, iron, as, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Like I've had 
some people know my story, but I, I have this thing when I'm, I say I'm not even supposed to be here. I've had four or five people that really believed in me have told me this is what you do, right? And I'm going to hold you accountable to it. And I've done really well in those environments. Who are those four people? <clears throat> One is my father, of okay. course, right? He taught, I was, he had a small business and taught me a lot about character and hard work. And um, the second person was Mr. Reardon, my high school counselor. He graduated me in high school where I shouldn't have graduated. He always stayed loyal to me. He loved me. He, he gave me lots of great advice. Third person was um, Kevin Taylor giving my first job in the mortgage business. Shout out Kevin. He had a small brokerage. He told me this is X amount of dollars you have to make every day. This is what you say. And he rewarded me and he um, just gave me very clear direction. Then fast forward, I had uh, Dennis Chikazian. He's a future, former Fortune 500 CEO. Um, incredible man. He's the one that actually told me to drop out of college. Uh, you know, very successful guy. He said, look, in my insurance company, you know, we have the most highest earning people are executives and salespeople. And he goes, Amir, I can easily write you a letter of recommendation to the Northwestern Kellogg School of Business or University of Chicago where he was on the board. He goes, but it's not for you and it's okay. And for once I felt like I don't have to have a traditional education because a lot of Iranian parents you're, you know, talking about Christy, it's like, you're going to be a doctor, uh, <laughs> you're going to be an engineer, or you're going to be, you know, and I'm like, I hate school, I suck at it, like, it's not me. Yeah. So he understood. So really you, you did you struggle in high school? I uh, should not have graduated. I had a 1.7 GPA. I was in freshman classes my senior year. Um, and so I did not technically graduate, but this man was so influential, and he knew I had a great heart. He met my family, and he just he's misunderstood. He's a great kid. I've, he's been in my home for four years, so they graduated me. And so then, um, you know, Dennis encouraged me to drop out. He goes, it's okay. And for once, I didn't feel someone looking down on me, mm -hmm. and he gave me clear direction on what business to get into. So that's how I dropped out of college and then got into the mortgage business. And then my whole life changed in 2012 when I saw Todd Screema on stage. Shout out to Todd. Shout out to Todd, Shout man. out to Todd. You have over at Summit Funding, right? Summit Funding, yeah. yeah. You know, he was one of the co-owners at Core Training mm -hmm. and he really put me under his wing. And, you know, I just looked at someone who I very much uh, admire to this day. And, you know, they're, you know, that entire program was built on credible coaches um, through a great community of uh, accountability. And so I've always done well with that. Um, and fast forward, you know, I always said, you know what, I, I definitely don't my mom was a teacher for a long time and so it was in my blood and i realized like step one is for someone to be a credible success story step two is does that person want to share their success and then the ultimate pinnacle is can that person share their success in digestible ways well that 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 altitude is really thin of all those three types of people right and so justin came to me and goes dude you're coaching all these guys like you are really good and about all these guys, you're talking about the people who work for your branch. My branch, I, I was coaching realtors. I was coaching insurance reps, we financial lunch planners. Learners. I mean, lunch everything you were doing was coaching. Coaching. Yeah. And I didn't know I was coaching. In some form or another. Yeah, and I was holding people accountable, you know, in, in a very loving way. And, you know, it's a labor of love, too. You can't fake it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I show love through discipline, just how I grew up. And so, you know, I see Todd on stage, and I had not produced after 2005. I owned a brokerage firm. I said, I'm not going to produce anymore. I'm going to build my company up. 2012 came around. I was like in the abyss. You know, we finally got out of the housing crisis in 08, 09, 2010. And I just felt this hole in my soul that like, I'm a salesperson and I'm an ethical salesperson. I love to be in the trenches and I'm telling these guys to do this, but I'm not really doing it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just had this hole, right? And I, and I started to really understand my emotions at that point. 
And I said, I'm going to produce. So here I am, zero book of business, zero full of partners, literally nothing. So I've poured my entire career the last few years into these guys and multiplying them, right? It's, it's, it's a great honor of mine to have my guys do more in production than me. I think that's the ultimate when people it is. pass you. And that's the almost like the fifth level of John Maxwell, level. right? That's exactly yeah. right, man. You know, and so we got to be multipliers, right? And so I saw Todd speak at the modern, uh, no, the Mortgage Mastermind event in Vegas that they do every year. And all these other guys got on stage. And Dio, I'm a very type of specific learner. I don't like generalities. I don't like platitudes and these Red Bull rush of motivation. I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? So Todd got on and he was speaking. I'm like, wow, this guy's speaking in so much specificity. Like, this is what you do. And he's not this flashy guy. So I befriended him. Fast forward my entire career chain. I went from zero to 50 million, 97% purchase um, in three years. It was a record at the time of my company. And then we scaled and so on and so forth. Justin, when COVID happened, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to coach you until I do 100 million. I got to be able to do it four or five years in a row. And I got to build this branch. Like I got to do the work first. But during that time, Dio, I had created playbooks. I created processes for myself. You know, I'm, I found something I really love and I got obsessed with it. And I'm like, man, can I do this one day? I'm like, well, I'm doing it. Everyone keeps asking me to do it. Well, we were talking off a line. I had, I had one major inflection point in my career where I was last year, 34% of my business came from financial advisors. I think it's the most missed, like underserved pillar of referral business for mortgage loan officers. And so I have a bunch of them that I'm in relationship with, referring lots of buyers, right? And so one of them was a, is a wealth manager and he invited me out because I have this amazing system how anyone can get their foot in the door anywhere. You want a meeting with anyone and not like Elon Musk, but like a lot of people, I have a system of how you can get in in a very genuine way. And so they, a lot of these wealth managers want to get into high net worth people and just in general. So they brought me out, did this whole like PowerPoint that I worked really hard on. And I just cooked. I just talked about my life. Like this is what I do. And I, I shared everything. It was like about 75 wealth managers in the room. They gave me a standing ovation. That's awesome. And I'm like, why are these guys giving me a standing ovation? I literally was like shocked because I have this saying, service over nervous. If I'm nervous, I don't care about me. I'm just a vestibule. I'm just an intermediary. It's not about me. I'm just a deliverer of information so they can't judge me. Say that again because there are so many sales professionals tuning in right now to this show who are not willing to put on a lunch and learn for whoever their target audience is. Loan officers is typically realtors because they're afraid to stand in front of that room with eight to 18 people and teach. Right. So that saying is, what is it? Service over nervous. Yeah. So you're doing them a disservice yeah. by you not speaking. You have nothing to be nervous about. Yeah. Because all you are is that, that you said vegetable. Vessel, yeah. yeah that, that vehicle that the vehicle. you are that channel. You are that aux cable right, right. that you can plug in that oh, you're just delivering it. That you're the reason why the speakers will work. That's exactly yeah, right. That's phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. So you spoke, you get the standing ovation. Yeah, which and was this was just a couple of years ago. This this was in uh, 2000, right before COVID. This is right. Okay, this is around 2018, 19. Yep. And then the managing director grabbed me and he said, "Hey, it just takes it takes one seed of of encouragement that can germinate in mm -hmm. a person's heart, right?" And he said, "I've been doing this a long time." He goes, "And kid, you're special. Anyone that hears the words you're special' means a lot." 
And I said, well, I don't understand. Like I, this is, he goes, but the way you describe and you illustrate information is really, really good. He goes, we believe in the power of the outside voice. He goes, I want to bring you in every month and I want to pay you X amount of money. And it was a lot of money. And it was a lot of money. And I was like, wow. (laughs) And so I called my wife because we talked about our moms and our wives know us the best, yes. right? And I called her, I say, you know, my wife's nickname is Arcee. I said, Arcee, you're not gonna believe this. She goes, I've been telling you for years, this is what you should be doing. And I have, I still have it, man. If I can be vulnerable, like maybe it's a part of humility. I, I, it's imposter syndrome. I still don't believe, like I'm here. I still don't sometimes believe I can coach, but I think I can be the greatest coach. It's this crazy we, dichotomy. We I, I, think, I, you know? think, I think every single one of us has it. I mean, I know, I know for me, I would get very nice accolades for doing this show. And I want to say, y'all, I'm just an F up. Like <laughs> I, I am, I am nothing special. Uh, yes. Maybe I have more years experience than you do. Yes. Maybe I had the ability to speak and I use less clutch words because I bought into Renee Rodriguez's system and I actually practiced. Shout it. out Renee. Yeah. Shout out. Double to R amplify. Amplify. There we go. Look at all those shout outs. I love it. Y'all must tune in too. You must hear me like slide in all my shout outs. I was going to call him Big Sexy, but that'd be kind of weird. But Big Sexy, shout out Double R. Oh, Big Sexy. I like that one. Is that uh, his, his wife gave him that uh, one? I, I, hey, I don't know. I just, okay. he's big, he's suave, you he know. Is suave. <laughs> yes. So now I'm all like discombobulated and sidetracked. <laughs> but no, I think I, at the end of the day, it's um, someone was asking me. What made you think that you could do a podcast? Mm. Well, what, would you, what made you, and I'm like, honestly, yes, I'm sure I could tell you a story about how I wanted to be a sports announcer when I was in fourth grade. Even wrote a poem about it, mm. and Mrs. Moore gave me a ribbon because it was a good poem <laughs> or something, you know. But I then fell in love with talk radio when, like, in my late teens, early college years. But at the end of the day, it came from people pouring into me. When they would come in my office, me doing my job, just like you, loan officers come in my office to ask me to role play, to mm-hmm. help me script or, or help them script, help them overcome objections. And I would just start going yeah. and going and going. And they would slow me down and say, hold on, can I get my phone out and record you? And then fast forward, I'd have clients and I would do a buyer consultation like any loan officer should be doing for their client. And yes, I do look at myself as a performer because that was some advice I received from a financial advisor Mm. that I was calling on. And that financial advisor gave me some kudos, but also gave me some unsolicited advice. And that was to become a performer and to understand that every consultation you give should be a performance. So I would start performing over the phone for my borrowers. Mm. And then all of a sudden they would say, any chance you have that on video? I would love to have my spouse listen to it tonight. And I was like, oh, okay. So loan officers are coming in asking to record me. Mm. Clients are asking me if I have anything on video. And truth be told, before we ever had a podcast, I tried to do videos. It was horrible. Mm. It was a terrible, terrible experience. Most of that was mainly because I didn't have a John Coleman. But then that gets me into like a little life lesson that I want to talk to you about you all and your success that people only see the finished product, which by the way, there's no such thing as a finished product, but you may see us today, not knowing that this is three and a half years, 300 plus episodes in. And before that, it was a year of suffering through trying to create videos and getting frustrated. I mean, I'm pretty sure I chased off one of our receptionists because I didn't act in like the most friendly manner when I would get frustrated at our inability. Um, I loved it. And I, I felt a commonality with you when you said, essentially, 
you had someone ask you to speak, you're like, sure, I'll speak. But then someone came up and said, I'll pay you. Right. And then Justin's telling you, we should open up a coaching. And you're like, I don't know. I don't if I'm, if I'm that guy. And he's like, WTF, of course you're that guy. Yeah. Look at what you've done for me, the other LOs in our branch, but then the dozens of realtors that, that look up to you because not only are you a great loan officer, but you invest in them through your educational series. I just love that story because I think it's how life works. I think people need to hear it because it doesn't just happen overnight. There is no such thing as like overnight success, no. which then gets me into this. How do we convey, because this is a great life lesson to be taught here. You all have this coaching program that I'm a huge fan of. Like my, our fans have heard me talk about growth only coaching. Thank you. Dan. And I'm a huge fan for the same reasons why you all are the type of coaches you are. I don't want to go to a conference and listen to a speaker who doesn't have substance. Right. I've gone right. to conferences right. out in the desert in California where some amazing people spoke, but then they got off the stage and I'm thinking, can I see your W-2? Can I see your tax return? Right. Did you deserve to be up there? Like, sure, you were entertaining and sure you spoke without your clutch words and you had a great PowerPoint, but do you have any substance where when you all coach, you're like, wait a minute my team and I just had this problem last week. Mm -hmm. Or wait a minute, I had this same situation two years ago, here's how we overcame it. Like, I love that about your coaching style. I love the fact that you're modern. But what I really wanna get into a little bit is, we know where it started, golf course, Justin, Amir, cool. Right. How much work do you think went on behind the scenes? Like actual, tangible, heavy lifting, hours, if you could guess, that each of you put in prior to ever having your first student? And then I want to know who was your first student. Okay, yeah, uh, shout out. Well, so so in, in preparation of coming to him, because I can't approach him without being prepared, right? Which is something he taught me. Scatterbrain, he hates scatterbrain ideas. He's like, break it down to me, just like he broke it down earlier, right? So I did some research. I reached out to people that were in the e-learning space. I said, how can we leverage the shift in our industry, the shift in business to be able to coach people at scale, but efficiently. You did this before the golf course meeting. Correct. Okay. So you're all in. You, you were, oh, I knew. you I knew fell in, my in love heart. with I'm this like, idea. I need this. So okay. I'm like, right. So, so I, I wanted it selfishly for myself, for us, but then I knew we could just create and build something that was not there fully. I envisioned it and, and just, so fast forward, I did a couple months of research. I had a bunch of calls with people that would help us almost a coach to coach coaches. How do you put together the business? How do you sequence it out? What's the framework? What's the cadence? What type of technology? What type of platform? All these different just things that I didn't understand I wanted to learn. And some people were BSers and some people were legit. Found someone that was legit. I brought Amir in after our conversation. We had a few conversations with this organization. And before we even started working, we committed to invest something around the, along the lines of like $60,000 of our own dollars yep. after tax money, right? So we made an investment. So 100 grand. You had to make 100 grand in order to invest We made an investment grand. in a business Not a mentor. Yeah. In a business mentor to help us put this business together. And then from there, we made a commitment to each other of what the work, what it was going to take. And this is in like late 21, early 22. So it was still pretty busy. And what it, what it, what it took was us committing to wake up every day by 5 a.m. and investing two to three hours more in the morning on the business before we did everything else with our families, our mortgage business, et cetera. And then a few hours at night, a couple meetings at night throughout the week, a little bit of time on the weekends. So that was, that was, that was what I remember our, our commitment. And, and, it, and it these were out hours. This hours. wasn't just, Oh, spend 60 grand and uh, wave a magic wand and you have your business. No, no 
60 grand was more to learn how right. to do it the right way or what, the way you wanted to do it. Right. But then there were true sweat hours that you all put into it. Roughly, what, three a day every day? Minimum. Minimum each. So six total. And that's before Minimum. we even had a student. And then, yeah, I was going to say, and how long until you, until you brought on your first student? I think within the first 60 days. Okay. We, 60, 90 days. Yeah. Okay. And who was your first student? Shout out to who? Chris Bushnell. Chris Bushnell. Justin Stunt Double. Looks just like him. No way. Yeah. Okay. Pretty close. <laughs> and, and, and you obviously still have a good relationship Great. with, oh, amazing yeah. with yeah. Chris. We, yeah. Amazing guy. We threw him an incredible uh, gift. at the, we, we do th two events, uh, Spring Growth Con and then the Fall Growth Con. And so at the Spring Growth Con, we brought him on stage, surprised him, gave him just an incredible Rolex to celebrate him. And, you know, he's going to be with us forever, man. That's like my younger brother. That's I, fantastic. I, I what market him. is he in? He's in Charlotte. Okay. Yeah. And then did he find you all through Facebook? You all are crazy good with your social media. Like Thank crazy you. good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank is you. Is that something you teach? Yes. We're uh, the modern loan officer. We're the modern loan officer coaching company. And we talk about, you know, taking your traditional timeless practices of uh, in-person prospecting um, to the next level by being seen before you're known, liked, and trusted through social. Because I hope I'm not giving away your secrets, and they're no not secrets, secrets because no secrets. You, you too yeah. can go spend sixty grand and have someone teach you how to launch your own coaching company. Yeah. I just hope you have the talent and the substance behind it. But you all organically built your following, yes, sure. by intentionally, yes, not happenstance. Intentionally, you sought out the best Facebook groups mm -hmm. for mortgage loan originators. That's right. Then you started contributing, yes, giving away all of your experience. All of the hundreds of thousands of dollars you've collectively spent on coaching. Right. Yes. And all of that learning. And then you just gave it back away right. for free. Right. But as a way to grow your following, as a way for people to know Justin's name and Amir's name, and then eventually try to build that relationship to where it's more than just a heart and a like, but it's actually you all having a conversation one-on-one, -on -one, even if it was through Instagram or even if it was through Facebook, correct? Correct. Yeah. So that was countless hours. Every and single day. And I think day. that's what yeah. people don't see, whether you're a, a young loan originator who's just getting started, you're someone just getting started working at Northwestern Mutual selling life insurance, you're at Morgan Stanley starting your FA career, or you're a real estate agent. I don't, I think you see the people who you want to be, the Oh, in their third year, they're closing, if you're a realtor, 40 transactions for $15 million. You're a loan officer, and you're in your third year, and you're closing $40 million, and you're making four hundred grand. But I think what they fail to see is all of the hours mm -hmm. that were put on behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, they see you now. Oh, well, of course, now look at them. They have an operations manager. They have two dialers, and they have this person. Like, But it wasn't that. Those first three, six, nine months. And I love that about your story because you've done it in loans and I've done it with a coaching company. I'd venture you, to say we've we've been working harder than we've ever worked in our lives the last two years. I just had a friend of mine, shout out to Andy Burton, and also calling Andy hey, out. Andy B, let's go. Uh, he's, in, he's, he's a good friend of mine. He uh, and I came up at the core. Yes. So. Yeah, and Andy's a good dude. Good dude. So, Waterstone uh, guy as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So he works over at Waterstone Mortgage. And uh, I, was, uh, I was texting with Andy. And um, if y'all know Andy, he is like as hardcore salesman you can ever become. He loves sales. He loves dialing. Like, that's it. And he's trying to goad me back into production because everyone knows, <laughs> knows my story. I sold my book of business to my loan partner when I hit a certain savings goal because there was many things I wanted to do. 
And yeah, one of those things is running 11 branches. That is time consuming, y'all. Like that doesn't just happen overnight by itself. But I also want to get in real estate investing and I'm really big into angel investing into tech startup companies. And I wanted to try this little thing called a podcast. And I had to tell Andy when he was trying to goad me, right? Andy wants someone to do calls with him, honestly. He yeah. wants someone to do power hours with him. And, and he knows how much fun I probably would be on a power hour. And I'm not opposed to it. If I'm gonna do a power hour though, I'd rather call my LOs realtors. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I, I love to do that. I love to go into my real, my LOs offices, pick up the phone and do five or $10 for them just to show them the old man still still has it. But um, but no, but what I, what I had to tell Andy, because you mentioned Justin working harder. Yeah. Yeah, I had to tell Andy, hey, Andy, I have no um, no issues ever having to go back to be a hardcore originator. I said, but currently I do need you to know I'm working really hard. I'm personally growing, I'm professionally growing, and I'm loving what I'm doing. You know, because it was my polite way of saying, please don't think I'm doing nothing right. if I'm sitting back like, you're not doing nothing. You're still doing your 60 or $90 million that you're going to do this year while also helping Amir build this. What I'm thinking very well could be best in class mortgage coaching company who I think you. I heard you all tell me you're going to start including realtors too. Yeah. We're uh wow. Yeah, it's depending on when this is post-produced. I mean, it's all good if it comes out before, but uh, October uh, it's, it's, it's the, the word's gone out, but, October, we're going to be launching Go Agent. Um, I'm really, we're actually really excited about that. And we're launching a full-blown in-house media agency company, the uh, number one um, content marketer in the entire country, uh, the brains behind Rene Rodriguez, the brains behind uh, brands like Neil Holm. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's collaborated with us and merged uh, to come in-house to support our modern loan officer um, initiative. Wow, that is fantastic. That Thank is you. absolutely awesome. Couple questions I have in general um, for any guest, but looking back over your career the past 20 years, past 20 years, what is one piece of advice that you would give yourself if you were talking to, to you, the, you 20 years ago, Amir? Very easily uh, get coached. Yeah. I, I think it's been for me personally, and this is not some plug to get coaching for growth only. It, if, there's great coaching companies out there, right? So I want to be very clear with that disclaimer is if I, my, my best um, periods of my life is when I was part of a uh, focused community of like-minded individuals um, that were uh, part of a, uh, a system of accountability. So when I was a telemarketer in the mortgage business, um, I came out the gate making a lot of money and having a lot of success because I ran with a very tightly structured group of young salespeople that had an incredible sales coach and said, we're gonna make this many dials, right? This is our script. And so when I was able to channel all my drive by being a directed individual and had specific accountability of metrics and coaching weekly to just look at game film per se, I did the best. And the moments in my life where I didn't have it, I did the worst. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide over to you, Justin, because I think I know the answer because I've had you on the show before. Um, but I have a couple comments okay. to, to the get coached. So something that we do a lot is I try to invest heavily in my time and energy right now into the future of the mortgage industry, right? Those guys and girls who are currently getting licensed and they tend to be the people who are the most active in terms of like, um, reaching out to me 
with either advice or accolades or even, you know, those are a lot of the people who are enjoying going to our website, tloponline.com and becoming a member. But at the same time, I get a little bit frustrated because although someone gave them the encouragement to go get licensed, no one told them this right here. So I want them to hear it loud and clear. Y'all, you are starting your own business. You work for John Coleman LLC or Betty Jordan LLC or whatever your name is. Put an LLC behind it or an S-Core, whatever you want to call it. Can you name me any business in this country successful that you could start with less than a $5,000 investment? Like, I can't think of one. I cannot think of one. But if you're a loan officer and you're getting started, you need a few hundred dollars to go to Knowledge Coop and sign up for your 20 hour course. You need a few hundred dollars to go to my boy Rocky over at MLO Study Buddy and help him pass the test the first through, the first time through. But then you need at least four grand to get you through that first year. And then you need another five to 10 grand the next year, and then another 15 to 20 grand the next year, meaning you have to invest in your business. And for many of us, we are the business. That's right. It is our like, like right. it's, it's our likeness, our voice, our talent, our skill set. But if you're not investing in that, then what business do you really have? So I know coming out of the gates, maybe someone's not ready to spend 300 a month or 600 a month or $18,000 for six months, but you have to be willing to spend something. So I've been telling people like the reason why we built tloponline.com, my goal my goal is to incubate all of these people so they will be ready one day for growth only or a coaching company that's right. similar, right. right? I don't think many people need a CRM right away because you only need a CRM if you have leads. You only need a CRM if you have referral sources. You only need a CRM if you have past clients. Right. You need to learn how to go out and lead generate. And sometimes that is a smaller investment. Same thing goes for conferences. I love conferences. Love, love, love them, right? Whether it's Mortgage Mastermind, whether it's another one, I love love them. But 500 bucks on a plane ticket, 600 bucks on um, hotel rooms, and anywhere between 395 and 1595 to, to go there. Yeah. I'm thinking, y'all, you need to work towards that even. That should be a once I'm already consistently closing two, three, four loans a month. So my desire, my 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 energy, my passion right now for those listening that that, that qualify for this statement. More than likely, you probably need to go to tloponline.com and pay for a premium plus membership because it's only $14.95 and let us teach you how to get out there and lead generate 20, 30 loans a month. Right. Let us teach you the basics. Let us give you the tools and the trackers and everything, the, the kind of like get started kit yeah. because it's only $1,500. It's not $5,500 and it's for the entire year, whereas a conference is probably only for two or three days of which you may be too hungover to attend one of the days. So really it's a day and a half. And I just get so, not frustrated, but almost get saddened that no one taught these people this. So then if you're already doing two to three loans a month, but you're not happy with where you are, Amir just told you the number one advice he'd have from his younger self, invest in coaching. Right. Right. So if that's you and you're not being coached, then you have to ask yourself how bad do you want it? Sorry, I would get off my soapbox no, no. and quit preaching, but it is something that has really been striking at my nerve, especially because... John and Mark went out and rebuilt our website and they rebuilt it based on every requirement I had to create what was branch manager in a box. And I hear people like, Oh, I don't know if I can afford a hundred bucks a month. And I'm like, 
then why are you in this industry? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Are you taking yourself serious? You're talking about accountability and sometimes you know to have that hard conversation. I think this is my opportunity. This may be a therapy session, by the way. Of me taking it out. Like, y'all, how do you not? Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's my system. I'm sure y'all don't care. If, I mean, you do care, but you don't care if it's growth only. You just want to see that professionals are taking themselves serious and that they are trying to become the best version of themselves because that's what they owe it to their client. They owe it to their community that they serve to do that investing. Right. Funny thing you said about uh, game film. Yeah. And maybe you're talking about game film because maybe there's a documentary right now going around about Johnny Manziel. Mm. I haven't seen it yet, but we all know this. He flopped, busted out of the NFL. Homeboy never watched game film. Like huh. they, they would track the hours he used his iPad. It was zero. Yeah. Like zero, zero hours his iPad was ever turned on. But I view mm. watching game film for those that are a business professional as getting on your coaching calls, getting on your trainings. Right. Right, like when LPMI becomes the strategy to win more loans, you don't want to be an LO saying, what's LPMI? No, you should have been a part of a call two days ago that I did where I taught loan officers the value of LPMI, the type of market we would want to teach it in. I acknowledge this was not the market, but I also said it could be the market in May of next year. 2-1 buy-downs. If you're a loan officer and you were trying to, to learn 2-1 buy-downs, after Amir had already taught three lunch and learns to realtors on it and Justin had already won over three clients, you're behind the eight ball. You're not watching game film. Yeah. I think of a football player. If I rolled out and the defense I prepared for was a 4-3 and the defense that showed up was a 3-4 and I had never seen a 3-4 before because I didn't watch any game film, it's going to take me two quarters to adjust. Yeah. Two solid quarters, at which point the, my opposing team, my opponent, goes up 17 to nothing. Now I have to come back after halftime and not just win the game. I have to win the game by eight, 18 or better because I'm starting a 17-point deficit. To me, attending your branch meetings, your company-sponsored events, looking into coaching where you can learn is just like an athlete watching game film because you don't want to be caught in at halftime trying to make adjustments. You want to be able to recognize it early and often and then be able to attack, even if attacking means you have to pivot a little bit because what you thought was going to happen didn't happen, but it's okay. You have a backup plan or you have a, you, you have a different audible that you're going to call so that you can take advantage. So uh, you struck two nerves there, Amir. Hopefully the audience got no. great value from it. I'll, I'll, I'll add something real okay. quick to you. And I might say something here that I don't actually, the more I, think, I don't know why I would rub anyone the wrong way, but think about the, the systematized structured way that most people, um, go through the educational system, right? The traditional, education. We, go to, we go to college, we pay hundreds of thousands of dollars. We come out and we get a tangible certificate, right? And we think that certificate is gonna guarantee us income. And so now that we have an act, we, we probably do a career or a job for in our 20s, right? We have hundreds of people, thousands of people in the real estate profession, okay? that all had, didn't graduate college with a real estate degree. And they, they do these jobs that they're just unhappy with. And they're like, man, I want some entrepreneurship. I want some flexibility. I, want, I don't want this boss giving me my income restrictions. Well, we're gonna become a self-employed real estate agent or loan officer because we're not salaried, mm -hmm. right? But then we don't even spend $1,000 on coursework to level up. We think we're loan officers and real estate agents. Well, dude, 
if people really want the best loan officers, they would just go to the loan underwriter. They're the ones that are making the credit decisions, right? Like, we're, we're, we're marketing officers. We're, we're chief loan officers. We're salespeople. We're, like, the more people we know, the more we understand people, the more business we do. Like, I never studied mortgage products. I can't even run DULP. Get out of town. I'm not even kidding you. Anymore. It's been over 10 years since I ran okay. DULP, right? Okay. Over 10 years. And I, I don't mean to, like, again, rub yeah. anyone the wrong way. I just always knew, like, the person that meets the most people and studies salesmanship and marketing and branding, great marketing makes sales easy. Like, I can... My highest skill set is to go source business. When the business comes in, I can hire people that can execute the loans. As long as I hire the right people, I'm with the right company that has the right programs and the products, I have a skill set of getting more people. That's more important. So how can I go accelerate this learning curve? I'm a salesperson. So I think fundamentally our industry is starting to, they're starting to wake up that like I am self-employed. It's Amir Syed LLC. Your company's not coming to save you. So we have students in our program that are talking about leaving companies. I'm like, it's not the company, it's you. Why are Facts. you leaving you? Yes. Right? And by the way, your company, more than likely, if you're a low producer, they're coming to cut you. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that is big discussions going on at very high levels at every mortgage company in the industry. And it is studying the cost of low producers, mm -hmm. and they are very costly. Yeah. And Even and just, at 100% commission, they are very costly. Um, great points. Did you have something? To add? Yeah, I, I do want to figure out your one thing, but it can't be coaching, no, 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 which I but, think that's your go-to. But I would just want to add to that. When we, we always talk about we wish we would have gotten coached sooner. Right. We didn't know what we didn't know. Mm -hmm. And this is the most challenging time. And if, if you didn't get into the business before 08, you've never seen this, right? You've seen it. You've seen it. I've seen it. This is equally, if not more challenging, just given the circumstances and the saturation of our industry, the next level of success takes the next level of skills. Skills don't fall from the sky. If you're not in an office every day learning from top producers, hearing, getting role-playing, mentorship, where, who are you learning from? Yeah, you're not. Right, you're not. And so in general, right. like people need to be, the fastest way to expedite your success is to learn from people who have already done what you wanna do. It's not an expense, it's an investment. And the skills you get, you keep forever. And you build on them and you enhance them and you and you and you harness them, right? And so, I mean, it's just it's it's literally the cheat code. We talk, I mean, it is the the cheat code. Like in video games, you know, yes. you enter a little thing and you, you get the cheat code, like coaching from the right people, credible people, it just accelerates your career faster you know, than you, you could know ever. You what's cool that, about about yeah. learning and studying and being a student and paying for coaching is you just said it's a skill you're paying for. It's an investment. And by the way, y'all. That skill that you learn, I promise you from firsthand experience, it applies to all business, 100%. all sales. So I sit back and I learn how to become a one percenter as a loan originator and then a one percenter as a branch manager, a one percenter as a regional. But then when I want to go fund and start a real estate investment company, the same principles that I was forced to learn in order to be successful, I had to learn these skills apply. And then when I sit down with my sister and I coach her and her business partner in something that is not even mortgage real estate finance related, I'm coaching the same exact principles. Mm -hmm. And when we meet, the feedback was like, wow, that was awesome. 
Thank you for sharing that idea. We implemented it and here's the result that we had. When I sit down with fintech startups who are coming to us looking to raise money, the questions that I ask are good questions that I learned, honestly, by first being a mortgage loan originator where I invested in learning, I invested in coaching, I attended the conferences and then I implemented it. So if you look at it as an expense, it's not, it's an investment and it's an investment that you will have for life, regardless of industry. You're going to say something, Amir. No, thanks, Theo. I, I think the the part that it would be um, a misstep for us if we didn't add to it is like get coaching, right? Um, go consistent, get results. Like get like we have students that come in like we'll do whatever it takes. Like they're in that mood, and I'm like, dude, this is not a six month program. Like you're gonna you. You think you're in shape. You're coming to the gym. You think you can do 20 pull-ups, right? And then you're like, oh, my God, I'm an out-of-shape sales athlete. But it's going to take us three to four months just to deprogram you and program you to, like, get in the gym, right, mm -hmm. quote-unquote. Six months, you start to rent those habits. You haven't owned them yet, right? But then once you own them, typically after about a year, right, of consistent effort and being patient, it's the thing. People are so, like, like – macro impatient and I say dude be micro impatient be impatient with you not doing the things we're asking you to do but be very patient big a big saying I have right now is like work in the days think in the decades like you gotta fall in love with the activity right now and not beat yourself up on the results facts right and just know this is a dude you see guys like us doing all these I, I was I was at 20 I was nobody in 2012 right I was eating shit every day <laughs> right and I'm like I just know my cheat code is going to be, hey, I'll pay you to tell me what I'm not doing right. Give me 180 feedback. Right? As long as you tell me what to do, when to do, and how to do it, and you're doing it, I'll go do it, and I'm going to suck, and I'm going to suck some more, and I'm going to look back every six months and say, oh, my gosh, that was so embarrassing when I used to say to that realtor on that cold call. Every six months, you have to look back and say, I sucked six months ago. But the key deal is the longevity. It's like I tell the students, dude, I'm not a magic pill. Like this is a journey because once you own that habit in a year, if you don't take care of it, it's going to seep back in those rented habits. This is a lifelong commitment. And you will look back after three, four, five, six, seven years and you'll see how sweet it is. And you don't need to be the most talented. Don't need to be the most extroverted. That's the beauty of all this is get coached, go consistent, and you'll get the results. So I love this synergy right now, the three of us have, and we could sit here and go on for hours and hours because you're sitting there talking. I'm trying to take it all in. At the same time, my brain's going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and then I start with like the football analogies, right? Because right? it's football season, y'all, and I'm a huge football fan. So there we go. We, uh, and I'm, by the way, next episode, you'll see on YouTube, the centerpiece is going to be my brand new Gus Malzone signed football that I just got today. Um, I have no idea who that is, Dio. He's the head coach of UCF. <laughs> okay, gotcha. He was once the head coach of Auburn. It's okay. Okay, shout out, uh, Gus. Coach with Nick Saban, all that good okay. stuff. Okay. All right, if you know any of those. Amir, I, by the way, Amir has never watched a full football game in his entire life. Are you a soccer fan? Including the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Soccer no, fan? Amir yeah. and I were working Saturdays from like 9 to 3 while everyone was watching college football. And yeah. on Sundays, we'd like, you know, yeah. just be with our families. So. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a basketball fan. Basketball okay, fan, very yeah. cool. So, so no, all so, those analogies. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the rest of the audience. <laughs> yeah, so think of like youth sports. That eighth grade football player, right? He is just raw, raw. Look how good I am. He is at the top of that youth program. Ask him about his sixth grade year 
And he'll laugh. He'll say, oh, I sucked then. Look at me. He'll mm -hmm. look at pictures even. He'll look at film that they have on Huddle. Have that sixth grader look at him when it's called Mighty Mites when they first let's start letting like the first graders start playing tackle. Right. That sixth grader will look back. That eighth grader who's all rah, rah, macho will play eight, ninth grade football. All he'll want to do is ever make the varsity team. He'll make the varsity. He'll look back on his freshman year and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe how bad I was. Yeah. Now he's playing Division One football. He's laughing at how bad he was in college. Same thing applies. You just said it, and it's where my brain went. Yes, we all as, as professionals should look back on our version of ourselves six months ago or 12 months ago and shake our head in disbelief because we thought that was where we were supposed to be. Right. And we're so much better today. No doubt. Right? Because it's a gradual forever growth. Justin, you said something, and it's something I've been really having a hard time with. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, rehearse it today and see if I can incorporate it in one of my presentations going forward. I think I'm getting sick and tired of people talking about how hard the market is. Yeah. Like I think I am and I have the benefit that many others don't. You have that benefit and Amir has that benefit. We were around in 06, 07, 08. Right. Then we had to live through 9, 10, 11. Mm -hmm. Okay, y'all, this is a phenomenal industry where you can make a lot of money and the market is a good market. The market's a good market because you're in the mortgage industry. But most of you, the average LO commission right now is somewhere between 90 and 125 basis points. Mm -hmm. The average loan size is $330,000. If you can go out and generate 20 leads on your own, which isn't a lot, by the way, it's one lead a day, working day, not even calendar day, you should be able to convert 15%, probably more if you got coached, but I'm just going to give you 15%. Yeah, yeah. That means you're closing three and a half-ish loans making a hundred ish basis points. Mm -hmm. You're making $120,000 with your high school diploma. Right. So do not tell me this market is hard and this market sucks because this industry gives you an ability to do something that hopefully you're passionate about where you're helping others investing back in your community and you're making $120,000 a year yeah. with a very wide range of products in a down market. Okay. Yep. In, in, in a market that someone would say there are better times to come. Right. And by the way, you mentioned, I love this. You said something about working to the day, but think of the decades. Y'all, right. working to the day because it's going to be a freaking party like it's 1999 no in doubt. 2025. No oh, yeah. doubt about That's it. That's only 18 months away. No doubt about it. But but I want you to think about what it was like for us. And if you can't think because maybe you were, you were in elementary school at this time, 2009, 10, 11 was like this because I lived it. I made President's Club by doing 84 units for $13 million. <laughs> now, 84 units in, in today's day and age may be $30 right. million, and you may make President's Club. It may even get featured in Scotsman Guide. Right, right. But 84 units for $13 million. So I was working at a time pre-Dodd-Frank. LO Commission was like 60 to 90 basis points on average. Right. So let's say I was really good at selling rates, so I was at 90 basis points on $13 million. 84 units versus 36 units. So at the end of the day, I would tell you, please don't call this a difficult market or a hard market anymore. If you want to put it in perspective to what it was like for those of us that were in nine, 10 and 11. Now, if you didn't get in until 2014 or 2016 or 2018 or 2020, yes, this is the hardest market that you've ever experienced, but please know us veterans have had it worse. And if you can listen to what Amir's trying to tell you, you got to grind this out, embrace the good that it does bring and the value it does bring, and think long-term. Yeah. Where am I going to be three years, five years, seven years? I think a group of us are going to be making piles of money 
25, 26, 27. Oh, yeah. Only those of us, though, that put in the work in 22, 23, in the first half of 24. Um, last question. I want to come back to you, Justin. I want to find a way to put a big bow on this and wrap it up. Yeah. Um, what is that one you're talking to Justin in 2004, 2006? You get that kid, you hand him a beer, you're at a Cubs game. What are you telling him? Yeah. I'm going to answer that in 30 seconds because I just want to say one thing. We met with a loan officer today, and he said it best. He goes, this is a rite of passage. This this in, this in time actually, of this I, market. Actually, I said that, Justin. Did I just not say he said that? Yeah. Oh, I think he said he said that. He, you, Uma. Oh, me. Yeah, me, he, me. He. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. We have an old married couple in here. Okay. By the we way, Amir, I appreciate the I'm correction. Like, you said that? I'm like, I thought I said that. Yeah. You are he. Oh, I'm he. Yes. I am him? We met with a loan officer today. No, but. Hey, Renee, it looks like Justin needs to come to Amplify because yes. obviously his communicating skills need to be amplified a little bit more because he's using he, her, him, yeah. they. Amir and we I. We don't know if we're talking about the third person yeah. or the person sitting yeah. directly in front of him. So yes. Amir and I met with a loan officer today. Okay. Talking. And Amir says. Yes. yes. Amir. <laughs> Thank you, Dio. Amir H. Syed <laughs> said, hey, man, this is a this is a rite of passage. You got to taste the bad months and the bad years to enjoy the fruit of the good months and the good years. You can make 100 grand one month and zero three months in a row, right? So that's just context and perspective people need to have. It can't be that easy forever, right? So back to your question. I just wanted to share that because that makes me feel good knowing that I'm, I'm just going to keep my head down, focus on my activity, master my craft. The results will follow. It's a marathon. It's a, tri it's a triathlon, right? You got to bike, swim, jump, run. Mm. That's what this business yeah. takes. It takes a all the different tools in the toolbox consistently, which leads me to my answer. You got to surround yourself with the right people. Hmm. You are, as cliche as that cliche is, you are a product of the three to five people you spend time with. Mm -hmm. If you're around a bunch of bitchers and moaners and complainers, you are that. Hmm. If you're around a bunch of people that are focused, that are optimistic, that can take a closed window and open a door, that can, that can grind with each other and motivate each other, dude, Sky's the limit. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I can't agree more. I mean, I, and I, I preach this, especially on the show, and especially with the newer generation, when they think they can go get newly licensed and work from home. I'm like, you can't do no, it. Man. I am adamant you can't do it. Absolutely not. You are the company that you keep. That's right. If you don't have a branch to go into where you're surrounded around other people who are doing it at a level that you aspire to do, like, how, how are you ever going to yeah. get better? Sometimes you have to move your location because... Yeah, you're around a bunch of people who think 12 million a year is, is a great living yeah. until you realize, no, there's other people doing 24. You get around them, you're like, 24, that's like the baseline of being really good. You got to get to 40. You get to 40 and you realize, these people doing 80 and 120? That's yeah. right. What? Amir and I always that's look right, to surround yeah. ourselves with smarter people. We never want to be the smartest person in the room. You never want to be the highest earner in the room. You always want to have a, have, a, have a learner's mindset, which is something we've learned over the years. And the days of working from home and just enjoying life from the laptop, we, we both think that that office uh, element is going to be needed and it's going to help catalyze people who are trying to really build their business because you need that synergy and that energy from other people. And so we're excited because we're opening up some offices in Florida. I mean, we just believe that we need to be around each other to just rally together to just to get through it. Like, 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 the, like the, we always call ourselves the the Spartans of the movie 300. Like you need your crew of Spartans to just battle, right? The behemoth of this business right now, but with the right people, you can't lose. Winners want to be around winners. I agree. Two quick questions for you. Do you have fun in life? Hell yeah. Do you enjoy life? Absolutely. Do you make a lot of money? 
Hell yeah. Yeah, it can be done. Amir, do you love life? I love life. Do you enjoy life? Immensely. Yeah, do you make a lot of money? More than I I believe I deserve. Yeah, same goes for me. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a sacrifice that has to be made. I think you can have to. I really do. Now, I would say there's times in all of our lives we've maybe been out of balance. There's been times we had too much fun. We had to pull it back in. There's been times we worked too much and we had to pull it back in. But ain't one of us sitting around here being super old. Not yet. We're getting up there, Mm. but we're not super old, right? We're all under 50. Yeah. And we all have a lot of fun. Right. We all make a lot of money. Like it can be done. And it's almost even like that mindset where I, I wish I could get more people to see that. Yes, you can. Like, yes, it's possible. Right. You literally have. Two high school dropout, no, not high school, two college dropouts, yep, right. and and a dude with a degree from a state university. Right. By the way, as my son points out, a communications degree, <laughs> which is a liberal arts degree, which doesn't hold a candle to a <laughs> bachelor of science degree. So he basically told me that not only did I, not, not only did I uh, stop at my bachelor's, but I got the easiest bachelor's possible. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I appreciate him, eighteen year old. I absolutely love him. But no, it's like yes, you can. That's why I want to leave this message. Yes, you can. Right. Here's two people that do. Right. Here's one Thank person you. who surrounds himself around people who do so I can share their stories with with the audience so they too can be inspired. They can learn and hopefully we entertain them. And and if you like what we're doing, please share us. Right? Please let your friends know about Justin, about Amir, where to find them. How do I find you again, Amir? Yeah, you can find me. Um, uh, I think the best way these days is Instagram. I'm really really um online on facebook and instagram just at amir syed okay or just friend request s-y-e-d s-y-e-d exactly a-m-i-r-s-y-e-d and as many of you uh know maybe you guys don't know but every single day it's part of my dna now i've owned this habit i put out really good content for loan officers that they can implement every single day seven days a week on facebook and instagram justin for you same thing justin lopatin l-o-p-a-t-i-n facebook or instagram happy to connect with anybody Beautiful. For me, y'all, tloponline.com. That's where you want to go. I am on LinkedIn, first name Dustin, last name Owen. We're on all the socials at the Loan Officer Podcast. If this was the first time you tuned in because your friends are Justin and Amir and you kind of like this format, go to Spotify, go to Apple, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, give us a five-star review, take a listen or a watch of our catalog. Um, And if you want to see more or you want to have any requests, reach out, let us know. He's Amir. I'm Justin. One last thought. I'm joking. You, I'm Dustin. You're Justin. But go ahead. <laughs> Do you want to mention that event in October? Oh, yes. Yeah, is that cool? Yeah. Is it cool? Is it Hell okay? yeah, it's cool. Okay. All Only right. if I'm invited. Front row. Come on, man. All right. That's that's. Well, yeah, can we check with my schedule first and <laughs> kind of loop you it around? You missed the last one. Because I had something else going on. I, I, I know. I okay. Know. I just All right. want you to know. October 19th in Chicago, no pun intended, um, is our uh, fall uh, growth con. Um, our speaker set's going to come out, but Renee Rodriguez, as always, um, uh, Richard Milligan of 4C Recruiting, for all the recruiting leaders out there, uh, it's going to be incredible. Mo Isma is going to be there, you know, helping loan officers and real estate agents understand the new era of uh, content marketing. And so, uh, you know, we're going to make the formal announcement here in the next 10 days. Community has never been more important than now. This COVID thing was a blessing for the mortgage industry. Um, however, it was also a curse. It fragmented, isolated a lot of us. And this is the time where we have to come together and, tr- and exchange trends and ideas and get camaraderie. And we're really leading the charge for that. And we believe that the loan officers that can work um, with a beginner's mindset is as greater than was. 
how would you pretend like if this is the first time you run your business? We're going to see some of the greatest booms we've ever seen. And everything we do from now until the next 6 to 12 to 18 months, we're going to look back and wish we would have done more. And we have to be around the right people, right? So it's the average of five people we follow on social as well, right? Like, And I want to encourage everybody that's out there, create content on social. I, I would not be here right now with you if it wasn't for the content that we put out. It connected us. Yeah. Right, it's very powerful. I want loan officers to feel encouraged every day. Share your experiences. Be a knowledge broker. Don't worry about what people will think. Don't worry about if it's not showcased the right way. Don't worry about any of that. Every day, show up. Why your podcast is so successful? We talked about that. Do is consistency is your character, man. Like, you know, you're here. People forget Joe Rogan's first podcast was in '09. Oh nine was Joe Rogan's first podcast. That's crazy. I think did not about know that. that. Yeah. Oh nine. Like people just don't see this. So like, I just want to encourage people as my job to be here is be consistent. If you're listening to this, you don't need, I, English is my second language, right? This mortgage business is incredible. Like you just broke the stats down. This, who makes millions of dollars in the mortgage business? Like if this is, this business allows us to do it. And the American home is the golden goose to the American economy. It will always be okay. They'll find a way to stimulate things. There's 60 plus service providers to a home. So much is given off to a home. It will be fine. The rates will come down and it'll boom again. All these millennials that are coming down the pike. You know, I get really passionate about yeah, this. Yeah, lots to be excited about. I want to be inspiring for people that like, just stay the yeah. course, man. You know? It, here's a final thought, too. I wish I would have looped this in and not at the end, but it's like, now we're like, hey, we're in bonus time now. It's kind of like black <laughs> watching a soccer match. I'm like, God damn, how Every is time. it zero to zero <laughs> after 120 minutes and we have another 19 minutes of no scoring to watch? Dude. Yeah, we're in bonus time right now. Right, right. But um, penalty, penalty kick time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like penalty kicks. They should just start that after yeah, like halftime. Right. That's the Make, best part. It makes soccer. You the Messi, Ronaldo, and Beckham of the mortgage yeah. business. Right? <laughs> well, you're more like Messi. Hey, Ronaldo is a little tired. <laughs> I'll be Messi. Um, no, but it's. It's the network that you're also getting when you join these groups, yeah. oh, dude. right? Like yes. what I love most about TLOP online, it's the community, mm -hmm. right? Your coaching groups, the coaching groups I've been a part of, the coaching groups you've been a part of, the friends that you know that are my friends, we all live in different states. Yeah. Why are we friends? Because we've been in coaching groups together over the past 10 or 15 years. And I think when you're paying, when you're investing in yourself, one of the biggest bonuses, like I love step parents who, who refer to their stepchildren as their bonus children, mm. right? That tells me that what a great household that is. One of the greatest bonuses you get when you join any type of program is the community because you end up making lifelong friends who do what you do for a living that you'll be able to lean on throughout your years to help support you maybe help you with a, with a career opportunity, et cetera. So Absolutely. the community, I don't know why I, I failed to mention that earlier, but it's like, to me, why I love what all of us do and what, what, what we all stand for is because we are putting a community together. Right. So I appreciate y'all's friendship. I love the collaboration. I can't wait to see what TLOP and Growth Only will continue to do throughout the years. Y'all, thank you for tuning in. This was a long one. Hopefully it was well worth your time. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thanks, man. Thank you.